Welcome back to another episode of the Jag Bros with your host, me, Joey Raymond, and my two older brothers, Jack and JT. And I hope you're ready for a cold and wet rainy game up in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, It is going to be 44 degrees and a 70% chance of rain with an 18 mile per hour wind. What do y'all think about this weather? Well, it's Cleveland in December. That sounds about right. The only thing that's missing is a little bit of snow and a little bit of fog. But I'm going to predict that this is going to be an ugly, ugly game. Which may be the best for us because we still don't know Trevor Lawrence, whether he's going to play or not. So this may be some just hard, good, old-fashioned football, running the ball, short passes, potentially in what needs to be a Jaguars bounce back, specifically defensive performance on Sunday. Yes, I don't think this is going to be a clean game or a very pretty game. I think it's going to be muddy and wet, but I do think that uh, it's going to be a hard nose, hard to score game, and I cannot wait. We will get this episode started off with some injury updates and impact. Uh, There's been a lot of injuries since the last game against the Bengals. We uh, had a lot of people go down. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about our offense versus the Browns' very good defense. Then our defense, who needs a bounce back against a not-so-great Browns offense who struggle with injuries as well. Then we'll get into keys to the game, predictions, and close it out. Absolutely. Thanks, Joe. So in some ways, fortunately, it is a short week for the Jaguars. So they're coming off Monday night football, a late game, and then they're going to play a Sunday, noon p.m. Central time kickoff, 1 p.m. Eastern time, which is good because you want to get the the stench of losing out of your mouth as quick as possible. But it's also tough because we do have so many injuries. And so there's a lot to watch. Several of the players are almost certainly going to be out. Christian Kirk seems to be out for sure, probably out for a couple weeks. We've got a lot of guys that are technically right now questionable with the biggest name being Trevor Lawrence. So here's what we always encourage you to do is follow, connect with us on Twitter at the Jag Bros, and we'll send daily updates on the injury report. Right now it is pretty long, but there is potential that even Trevor Lawrence might play. So watch the injuries, see what the Jaguars are going to look like, see what our starting lineup is going to look like on Sunday, because that is going to have a big impact on the game itself. Self. Yeah, and so let's take this to the offensive side of the ball. So we're going to break this game down, assuming C.J. Beathard is going to be the starter. Uh, we don't have any updates as of now. We're recording this Wednesday afternoon outside of the fact that we saw Trevor um, is walking around. They're somewhat optimistic. I made the case last episode that we should hold him out either way against this Browns game, especially given some of the circumstances and how good this Browns defense has been. So looking at the Browns defense, they have been elite, especially in through the air. Their pass defense ranks number one in almost all categories, top three in all of them. They're number one against the tight end. They're they're top four against the wide receivers. They really have not given a whole lot. And part of that has been Miles Garrett uh, in his NFL MVP candidate type of year for him and getting to the. To getting pressure onto the quarterback from a run stopping perspective, they have been good, not great. So they're, they're, they're right around 10th to 15th in most categories. 
um, rush, running the ball. So they can be had. But I think what we've seen so far is even against bad run defenses, Jacksonville has not been able to run the run that successfully, especially when we're most likely going to be starting a backup quarterback. So where do you think the Jaguars are going to be able to game plan to have some success offensively? Or are we just in for a long day with C.J. Beathard? I want to uh, go ahead and actually change my answer from last episode and say maybe we should sit Trevor out with the rainy weather and uh, it not being a dome or anything like that. Uh, I wouldn't want him uh, slipping out there or possibly getting hurt because of the weather. So CJ Beathard is the right call and we're going to have to dink it and dunk it, unfortunately, but with a possibly a rainy game as it's looking like it's going to be that's maybe your best thing you're not really going to be able to throw it that deep in the rain and we'll have to run it but hopefully we can get some uh sweeps going or maybe some screen something to change it up and please do not run it right up the middle because i promise you we won't be able to gain a yard if we run it up the middle yeah, this Browns team is really interesting. In some ways, it's like the Bengals team we just played of. They started off very hot. They were looking like one of the contenders in the AFC. And then like the Bengals, their starting quarterback goes out. And they've actually struggled on both sides of the ball recently. So they're just coming off a game where they got blown out by the Rams 36 to 19 where Matt Stafford throws for almost 300 yards three touchdowns no picks their running attack gets over 120 yards so there is potential now look I don't think that the Jaguars offense is going to go drop 36 points unless maybe CJ Beathard calls Jake Browning this week and gets some top secret notes of how a backup quarterback and have the game of his life and uh, don't tell the the CFP but backup quarterbacks can play they can throw the ball they can play elite and so but I don't think given the situation given the cold weather given the rain we're going to see an incredible game for CJ Beathard I think we'll see a lot of punts I think we're going to need to see a big game from Logan Cook and a big game from ETN, but I think more so in the passing game. So getting him out wide, getting some screen passes, some out passes to him, to me, is going to be the key to the Jaguars playing well on Sunday. For most people, this is the final week for uh, fantasy football. I would be very hesitant to be starting just about any Jaguar except for ETN. I think we we saw in the limited um, play that uh, Beathard had last week that he does like to target ETN and looks for some checkdowns, so that could work. In in some in some matchups, you would think Evan Ingram would be a good one too. But I mean, considering the Browns are the number one team against tight ends on receptions, fantasy points, all of those categories, uh, I would probably try to avoid playing Evan Ingram if I could. Yeah, I mean, this is a very good defense, and the the stat that Jack uh, pointed out uh, last game where the Rams scored 36 points, that was when they didn't have Miles Garrett because he's been dealing with some injuries and he was out last game, and people think that he'll be back this game. Honestly, if you're listening, Miles Garrett, go ahead and take this week off. It's going to be raining. You, you, you don't need a play. All right, buddy, save yourself. I'll wait until next year and uh, come back because we don't need you out on that field. Uh, That would be really bad, but really great if he could not play because 
Miles Garrett is a game wrecker, and he is having, honestly, the defensive player of the year type of season, and I am honestly scared of Miles Garrett. Yeah, so as you think about who to watch out for on the Browns defense, it's number one, Miles Garrett, 2017, number one overall pick, sack machine, defensive monster, already has 13 sacks, 12 tackles for loss. Yeah, hopefully he's just not suited up. Uh, but you also have a very strong defensive line. You have a guy named Ogbo that already has 12 tackles for loss uh, on the other defense and often playing opposite of Garrett. And then the secondary has been fantastic, which is scary because they're very young. So they have a, uh, a cornerback in Denzel Ward, who is their top corner. He is their only real veteran performer on the field. But you have Craig Newsom, rookie's been playing fantastic, and Martin Emerson Jr., in his second year has been playing very well, which has led them to be number one and uh, in pass yards against and top five in every pass yard category. So this is not a game where you love having your backup quarterback in. And I think you're going to see all three of the running backs because the running backs will need to be so involved. I think you'll see Johnson. I think you'll see Bigsby. And of course, you'll see Travis Etienne get a lot of plays in this game on Sunday. Yeah, the Browns are good. I mean, they they they're seven and five. If the playoffs were to start today, they would be in it. Um, they beat the 49ers, who we obviously got boat raced against. They they beat the Colts, they beat the Ravens. They they've they've had some very impressive wins thus far this year. So it's not gonna be an out. Something to watch as well is the Browns are coming off two bad losses. So again, we already pointed out the Rams loss in the week before that, they lost badly to Denver as well. Now, that doesn't guarantee that they're going to play bad. The Jaguars remember what happened when the 49ers lost three games in a row and they came out hungry and on fire. So it will be something to watch for sure what Browns team shows up. They don't have their starting quarterback. They're coming off two bad losses on the road. They're back home. Is this going to be a hungry, fired-up team? Or is this going to be a team that's struggling with negative momentum right now? And only Sunday, 12 p.m. Central Time, only then I think we'll really find out for sure. And with that, we'll go ahead and move into our defense against their offense. So this is a team uh, offensive team that has been plagued with injuries. Deshaun Watson is out for the year. Uh, Thompson Robinson is injured. Kareem Hunt went down last week. Amari Cooper's day-to-day. He may not suit up, who's their number one wide receiver. Marquise Godwin is also injured. Nick Chubb went out for the year as well. So a really battered Cleveland Browns offense. They're either starting P.J. Walker or Joe Flacco, who they had just signed last week to come in and help them out. This is going to be a lot easier test for the Jacksonville defense. Uh, You have a backup quarterback or a very old quarterback a wide receiver core where their best wide receiver most likely is going to be Elijah Moore. And then some people you've never even heard of David Bell or Cedric Tillman, who is a rookie who hasn't had that great of a year. So this is a very different team than we played last week who had uh, the best wide receiver core that we've played with Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. So a much easier challenge for our secondary to hopefully get a step back in the right direction, and hopefully this defense can correct itself playing a battered Browns offense. Kareem Hunt suffered a groin injury against the Rams, so it's highly unlikely he's actually going to be able to play. 
And so the, the only offensive weapon that scares you for them right now is Jerome Ford. Obviously, Amari Cooper, if he's on the field, he is somebody that you need to pay attention to. But in general, we've done okay against a, a below-average team's best wide receiver. Now, there's going to most likely be starting Joe Flacco, who against the Rams was 23 of 44, so about 50% completion percentage, 254 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. And look, Joe Flacco is a guy who'll sling around the park. He's a guy in some ways would typically scare me um, because our defensive secondary has been gotten, especially on the big plays this year. But with 18 mile per hour wins, the likelihood of big plays happening down the field is reduced. And Joe Flacco is one of those classic quarterbacks that you get the good and the bad. For every good play, he takes it away. And by taking it away, I mean he offers the takeaways to the defensive side of the ball. So I I do think this is going to be an opportunity for us to um, get back on the positive turnover train that we've been seeing so much of this year on the defensive side of the ball. I want our defense to hear, though, that this is not going to be easy because every time it's like this should be a good game for our defense, they don't show up. So go ahead and pretend like you're going up against the New England Patriots of five years ago. Not the New England Patriots now. Ooh, that's rough. No, the New England Patriots five, six, seven years ago when they had a dominant offense because I think our defense is going to need to make some big plays. I think we're going to need to get after Joe Flacco, get some sacks, which we're currently struggling in that department, especially other than Josh Allen. We are, even with Josh Allen's career season so far, we're still number 25th or 26th in the NFL in sacks. And then, yeah, I love us to stop the run. Let's get back on track there. Coach Caldwell, I trust, is going to call a great game where we can lock up Jerome Ford. Even if Kareem Hunt is playing, we can lock him up as well. And we have a top six run defense, even with a bad game on Monday night. So let's lock up the run and let's tell our secondary, whatever it means, we need to play the best of the best. No coasting. All right, so fairly quick breakdown on today because the, the te- look, the teams are what they are, and there's a ton of injuries on both sides. Neither one of these are probably playing at their playoff peak type of performance, especially with the personnel they have on the field. But it's a game that's critically important to both teams. Neither one of them can afford to, to lose too much ground to the other uh, folks in the AFC that continue to win, like the Texans and the Colts, surprisingly enough. And so with that, what are the keys to the game that you have offensively? Again, assuming that C.J. Beathard is the quarterback. I think a key to this game is actually going to be Brandon McManus. Uh, I think it's going to be difficult to get in this end zone with a very good defense. The weather, it's being cold, and possibly starting C.J. Beathard. It's going to be very difficult to get in the end zone. So this game's going to rely on Brandon McManus heavily. So him coming out and making all of his field goals is going to be a key to this game. I'll go ahead and get us rolling with the offensive key. It's got to be established the run early. Even if Trevor Lawrence is going to play this game and there's still a possibility, you know, Trevor, he is a warrior. He is going to want to get out there for his team. He's never actually sat the bench in an NFL game because of an injury. But either way, I think you're going to need to establish the run. Look, we've struggled in this area in the last four games, only one game over 100 yards on the ground. 
So I think we have to get over 100 yards on the ground to have a shot. And I think if we can get over 125 yards on the ground, I feel really good about our chances to win this game. And specifically, I think it's going to be a trio of running backs. I think you'll see more tank. So please, please, please hold on to that ball. I think you'll see Dearness Johnson and a lot of ETN. And then defensively, the key to me is going to be what you already called out, JT, and that's causing turnovers. Look, we're tied for second in the NFL in causing turnovers just behind the Denver Broncos. So let's go ahead and take that spot back. I think we need at least two turnovers and specifically one of those being a big, big play, whether that's intercepting the ball and getting a really long return, maybe even a pick six or a scoop and score. But I think we need two turnovers on defense and one specifically leading to a big play where either we score or where we're right at the heartbeat of scoring for our offense. Yeah, I love both of those keys. I, I almost thought about stealing both, but I'll go slightly different. I will call out about Dearness Johnson. He played for the Cleveland Browns for the previous three seasons. So this will be a little bit of a homecoming for him. So expect to see him have a little bit more urgency. I'm going to assume ETN's going to play the majority, the super majority of the snaps like we saw on Monday night. And so I'm going to say ETN has to get 100 total yards, whether that's through the air or on the ground, because yes, I think, I think we'll supplement with Dearness Johnson and Tank Bigsby from time to time. If they can get us some, some yards too, that'd be great. But I'm going to imagine that CJ Beathard is going to be looking at him for some of these dump offs. And so he needs to turn it, those plays into big plays defensively. I think our key, I'll stick with the turnover side of the ball as well, Jack. I think that's going to be critical, but I'm going to say it's got to be plus two in the turnover margin. So if we turn over the ball one time on def on offense, the defense probably needs three turnovers. If we turn over the ball twice, we probably need four turnovers from the defense. So we're going to have to have a, a game where we get short fields and set up our offense uh, for success. Which that is totally possible because currently the Jaguars are plus three in the turnover differential and the Browns are minus eight towards the bottom of that. So I love us winning the turnover battle on Sunday. I think also it's really important and a key to victory is stopping the run. That seems to be maybe a bright spot. Uh, and as JT pointed out, the only little star that this Browns offense has right now and Ford. So if we can get back to being a top five run stopping defense and making either Joe Flacco or PJ Walker throw it in the rain and cold, then I think we can also win this game. It's going to be needing to play bully ball and stopping that run. What's what's the number, Joey? How many yards can we do we need a cap forward on? I say cap forward at a 60 yards or less. I think that's I think that's doable. I think that's pretty reasonable. I think if we do that, the the Jaguars are certainly going to be in a position to win. Great stuff. Well, here we go. Before we wrap up, we always close with our predictions for the game. And hey, we always call this out too. We want to hear your predictions. So we'll post these on Twitter or X. We'll post these on all of our social media platforms. If you don't follow us, it's either at the Jag Bros or at Jag Bros. You can see all those links in the description. So share your score as well. But here we go. What do you guys think? What is going to be the final score between the Jaguars and Browns in Cleveland on Sunday? I'm torn. 
I think this is a game that's going to be under 15 points for both sides. The fact that the Browns have lost back-to-back game, the fact that Jacksonville's looking really just dejected, I think if Trevor doesn't play, which again, I would advocate for him not to play, I think we probably lose this game 13-10. to 10. Ooh, JT's got us at a loss. I think you're wrong. I think that we can make over 15 points, and I believe we actually score 16 points. And I think we win 16-10 to 10 in a field goal ugly battle. Brandon McManus makes three field goals. We get a touchdown somewhere, maybe off of a, a pick six or a turnover and get really good field position. But I think it's going to be quite an ugly game, but we're still able to pull it out and win 16-10. to 10. Joey keeps the streak rolling. He's picked the Jaguars to win now 13 games in a row. No 56-0 to zero blowout, though, huh? No, 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 no. Not with this offensive line. Maybe if Nathan Rourke was playing, then Joey might be That's right. something wow. in the 30s. 100-0. <laughs> Love it. Well, this is a big-time game. I think this is not a must-win but a big game for the Jaguars to get back on track. And I love it specifically for our defense. I think this is an opportunity where you need to play at your very, very best. You're not going to get a ton of points from your offense, most likely. You're not going to see the Jaguars' offense under C.J. Beathard in poor conditions explode. Remember, again, I called it out in the last episode. To me, he is the epitome of average. No, it's it's average in the NFL, so you're still one of the best quarterbacks in the world. But he's not going to go out there and sling it and win this game. So I think our defense... Needs to step up. I think Coach Caldwell is going to work with whoever he's got ready to go on Sunday, and he's going to draw up a beautiful game plan like I know he can. And we do this for the second time this season. We hold the other team to under 10 points. The Browns only score nine, and our defense not only holds them to some points, but they also score some points, which gets us to 17, Jaguars 17, the Browns nine, and the Jaguars are back on top at nine and four and have some momentum going into a big-time game against Baltimore next week. Very nice. So me and Jack still have the Jaguars undefeated on the road, but JT thinks that they'll finally let a game slip on the road hey last time i picked against the jaguars it was the falcons game and so look i'm trying to set the expectations low before i start ratcheting them up again with a win and you know what there'd be nothing more jacksonville jaguars than winning this game and then getting the spotlight put back on them again for a sunday night football game uh, against the ravens but we will still have to wait one more week before we break that game down appreciate you guys listening here for one more episode of the jag bros uh we'll be cheering on the jaguars from afar when they go up to cold cleveland to try to take on those browns guys follow us on twitter follow us on uh, wherever you get the pod, your podcast, please uh, leave us reviews. Give us some comments. Would love to be able to read some more of those on um, on air for the next time. And with that, let's bring home another W on the road. Do the road.